0: Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Harmazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Harmazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches SmileHiSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about the best sports de bar in Denver. I'm talking about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood, and it really does have everything, and I mean everything. Every seat, great seat to watch your favorite game. They have all the NFL games. A pool hall there as well with 15 tables, live music on the weekends, no cover, and how do you like this happy hour? Two for one on wine, well, and drafts from three until seven. I'm going to repeat that. Two for one, wine, well, and drafts from three until seven. I don't know anybody who does that. Plus, free pool on Monday through Friday until four o'clock. Go to Greenfields and Lakewood. They've got something for everyone. Time now for the buzz.
2: The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star
0: reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend and my former partner, Mike Pritchard, joining us live from Las Vegas. Of course, he was a number uh, first round draft pick, I should say, Uh, played for the Buffs, won a national championship, played for the Broncos, played for the Seahawks. He was a terrific NFL player. Now he has joined us losers in the media. Pritch, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm good. How are
0: you guys doing? Uh, good. Let's talk about the Raiders this season and what we are expecting. Last year in Oakland, Raiders got off to a six and four start, lost five of their last six, finished with a seven and nine record. Last year started six and three, finished eight and eight. Mike Mayock, the GM out there, said, "I think John and I talking about Gruden would both tell you that we feel like we need to be a playoff team this year, and I don't think there's any doubt about that." Is Mike Mayock talking about his job security if they're not a playoff team?
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. What about Uh, Johns?
0: What about Johns? um, Despite that huge contract, because I set it up by saying, "Hey, they started off fast. It's not Mayock's fault. The team crapped on itself at the end of the season the last two years."
1: Well, I don't think John's going to take the blame though. Right? I don't think Gruden's going to take the blame. I mean, he still got—he still has. I mean, he had a ten-year contract, but Derek Carr has no guaranteed money left. Um if you look at the roster, there's a lot of guys with one or two year deals. Um there's guys that are up for fifth year options who were high draft choices that haven't really pan out borderline bust players. And I think I think the Raiders wouldn't have it any other way though, fellas. I mean to be <laughs> honest with you. Um they they wanna put they want to put these players to the test. I, I think and, and I've said this out here, you know, I, I think Coach Gruden has coached this team with some gloves on. Um, But he's clearly taken the gloves off. I think he really wants to find out what the rebuild is going to produce. And I think they have their chips into the center of the table uh, this year. I think his playoffs are bust and bust, meaning they're going to start all over if they don't make the playoffs this year.
2: Yeah. And uh, how important do you think the starters for this team? Because you know they open with a tough game, Baltimore and the, uh, regular season home opener in Elysian Stadium. They play at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Miami comes in. Miami beat them out there in Vegas last year. Then they go play the Chargers on the road. I mean, uh, there's not one of those games where you can put it in Sharpie as a dub for the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I think uh, they are an underdog for that first game. Um, by the way, by the way, having, you know, grown up here, you know, this is my home, home, away from home, which is Colorado, but, Um, this is the hottest ticket. Monday Night Football against the Ravens is the hottest ticket this city has ever seen. It's
0: bigger than Michael Bublé?
1: Two-man group? Two times bigger. Bigger than Rolling Stones. Bigger than Garth Brooks. I mean, any ticket you can think of that's ever happened here. Because, look, we never had professional football here. I mean, we had it last year, but it wasn't real because there were no fans there. But this year, there are going to be fans, and the expectations are through the roof you know and um I entertainment capital of the world the the commitment from the state for that stadium there's a lot on the line and and the return on investment needs to happen this year so there's a lot of pressure uh but you're right mace I think they have to get off to a fast start they got the Ravens in a short week to the Steelers but but if this team is ready to go um then they should be able to handle that i mean i I look at it this way, guys. You know, the NFL schedule, everybody makes a big deal out of the schedule. Every game is tough. It's a national football league. There's no cupcakes. Uh, And so you got to take care of your business each and every week, and you got to build those blocks. You know, you can't take steps back. Uh, You got to make sure that you're improving each and every week. So if they do that, Uh, they should be able to avoid a collapse like they had last year.
0: The Raiders and the Broncos sit in the same rowboat, having to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year. And if Justin Herbert continues his progression, now you can say they're going to be staring at Mahomes and Herbert four times a year uh, for the next 10-plus years. I know what the expectations are out there. But what do you believe the realistic expectations should be? Do you believe they are a playoff team?
1: Yeah, you know, they, they could have swept Kansas City last year. They beat them in KC uh, at Arrowhead. Uh, they had a breakdown in defense, and they lost the game in the fourth quarter, deep in the fourth quarter out here with no fans. And uh, that's one of the things that they pointed to. They were 2-6 and six at home. They were 6-2 and two on the road. Uh, and so... They want to protect home field, and they think the black hole, the return of the black hole, is going to help them do that. They got nine home games because of the extra game, because of the expanded schedule. Uh, so I think the Raiders, in their mindset, they feel pretty good about how they measure up with everybody uh, in the division. I mean, the Chargers with the new head coach, but the only two coaches that have won Super Bowls as as head coaches. Is John Gruden and Andy Reid, and and John Gruden feels like and the Raiders feel like they they know how to beat Kansas City right now.
0: Hey, preach! I want to let you know I really appreciate all the nice things you're saying about me, and I really like <laughs> the fact
2: that you call me coach.
1: Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good right there. I like that.
2: <laughs> what do you think of how they use their guys in the preseason? Like the Broncos took uh, one, were at one extreme, playing their starters uh, on offense at least in uh, in mm-hmm. in every game. The Raiders not only didn't, you know, didn't didn't play either of the top two quarterbacks. You saw Nathan Peterman take almost every preseason snap. So, what were the Raiders kind of, of trying to get out of the preseason? And how and how does Nathan Peterman still stick on the Raiders?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, talk about, about leading the mind. witness. <laughs> <laughs> that was a roundabout way to, like, I can't believe Nathan Peterson <laughs> is still on the roster. Yeah, I, I can't
0: I, believe You know what? <laughs> I can't I, I, oh, what? I can't I'm going to I'm gonna sum up Mace's question in one sentence. Peterman sucks. Why the hell is he still on the roster? <laughs> <laughs> right. I know he
1: took somebody else's job when you think about it. Because, like, why are they carrying three quarterbacks? So Mike Mayock and uh, John Gruden, they talked about Marcus uh, Mariota mm-hmm. uh, in terms of trying to rebuild him. Uh, he restructured his contract they asked for some money he had to give money back uh, so i i think they have a role for marcus but it's not it's not a role in which they're comfortable with him being the backup you know, nathan peterman i think is an emergency quarterback just in case something happens with Derek. but derrick uh, carr is he's a great athlete he's in great shape he always is in tremendous shape so They're not expecting that to happen. That's why I think Nathan Peterman is here, though. Um, But, yeah, it it, it boggles the mind because he is not... I don't even think he's a backup quarterback, to be honest with you guys. But yet, he's the pet project for Coach Gruden.
0: We're talking with Mike Pritchard. He was drafted uh, in the first round, 13th overall pick, won a national championship uh, with Colorado, played for the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Seahawks. You know, I kind of... Buried the lead here. Um, the most important thing we need to talk about is: what do you think of the new Ralphie running tomorrow? Oh man, I saw that. I got is that videos. great? I did. Did you see I that did. on Twitter? What what they put um, together? It was fantastic.
1: Well, I saw it, yeah. But they also sent me a video, so oh. I got it sent to me. And um, yeah, man, I think uh, you know. You think about the history of Ralphie, and you think about the tradition of running out behind Rousey. I didn't, I didn't really understand it when, you know, I got my recruiting trip there, you know, he talked about it and I saw it on TV, but then my freshman year, man, and, and, you know, as at home games, coach Mack used to dress out everybody, you know, if you were a walk on or whatever, you got to put on a uniform. So um, to be able to run out after Rousey, I mean, that was just incredible. And so, to build it up in which, you know, because at that time the stadium was half full, but to build it up in anticipation of what we actually turned into, uh, and that stadium was rocking, I can't wait to see it unveiled again this year.
2: What will it take for CU to approach that level again someday?
1: Oh, well, you, <laughs> you're <laughs> talking about... How much time about, do you have, Mace? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what, Mace, you're talking about, Recruiting at a level that Coach Mack recruited at, and mm-hmm. and it, it, I don't know if they've done that, you know, in his time frame that he was there. I don't know if they've duplicated. I mean, there has been moments, a couple of years, but hopefully Coach Darrell, he can he can start to recruit to that level, and and that's in state. Coach Mack kept all the best players in state, from Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went from corner to corner. Uh, throughout the entire state, trying to find the best players in the state uh, because that's the he wanted to make sure people understood how important this Colorado program was. And so, when you came from out of state, you felt the passion from the in state players immediately. And you know, for a long time, it didn't matter to coach, and I don't want to point fingers, but there's a lot of coaches that didn't approach it that way. Uh, you know, they recruited outside the state first, but then Look, I, I had no clue what the history and tradition and, and what it was all about to be a Colorado Buffalo until I met and I became brothers with in-state players. So you can go outside the state all you want, try to find a talent, but they really don't understand it as much as in-state talent does. And and when Colorado can return to that instead of all those guys going else other places, uh, I think you'll see the program on top again.
0: Well, why in the world did you think CU would need, I don't know, a guy like Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler? Why would you think they would need players like that? <laughs> you,
1: hey, you know what? I think they did, but I think they wanted to change positions on them. They which, did. They wanted McCaffrey <laughs> to
0: be a defensive back. Right? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> right. So, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to ask those people that question. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I... I That's one thing, you know, it might be under the radar because, you know, there's going to be a lot of things written about Coach Mack certainly and said about him, but he understood what it took to build a program and to to build that passion for the program, and that's what propelled us to the levels that we got to.
0: One more thing before we cut you loose. Let's go back to the draft in which um, the Raiders took Henry Ruggs, over Jerry Judy, we have been watching Jerry Judy. Uh, obviously, last season he had some drop problems, but his route running as a as a wide receiver, Pritch. I don't know how much you watch this guy run routes, but I think even your jaw would drop. But from a wide perce- wide receiver's perspective, what do you see in Rugs that gives you hope that this guy was worthy of being the first wide receiver off the board?
1: I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've seen in Jerry Judy um, one of the best wide receiver prospects I've seen since Randy Moss. Wow! So Whoa. to echo to echo what you said, yeah, his his route running is off the charts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't say what I want to say on air, but in terms of being excited about what that man can do, I mean. Uh, his route running. Yeah, you're going to have trouble with the drops. Cortland Sutton had trouble uh, locating the ball outside the line of scrimmage, and then he turned into a pro bowler.
0: Jerry Rice I, I dropped think, the ball all the time as a rookie. Right. So did Julio it, Jones.
1: Exactly. You know, we all You did, never right? did, though. You never yes, dropped it. Did. did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yep. if Wilbur
0: yep. Marshall was staring you down, <laughs> you, you absolutely alligator-armed it.
1: Sure, sure, of course. But, um, you know, I had good teammates to whip me into shape, though. But yeah. uh, I think, yeah, yeah, Jerry, Judy, you know, the thing about the pro game is that that ball coming out of the line of scrimmage, you lose it because everything happens so fast. And then the hash marks are closer. So there's an adjustment there. And I think that's going to happen. And certainly he made that adjustment from last year to this year. He's going to, he's off the charts, fellas. You know, in terms of Henry Ruggs, he is fast. And I played with a number of fast wide receivers, but he's got to, to complete, um, And be that all-around wide receiver. There's one thing about running down the sideline and running behind people, but there's another thing when you got to run routes and get open, create separation, and and he. We got to see if he can do that this year. I'm 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 on a wait and see approach with Henry Ruggs III.
0: So putting a bow tie on what we talked about at the top of the segment with you, Mike Mayock said we expect to make the playoffs. Right? Mm -hmm. They may look at passing on Judy as one of the reasons why, if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, Mike, thanks for all your help, but, you know, we've got to move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one makes you scratch your head a little bit. and then, um, But I heard that was the owner's pick, too, though. I think Mark Davis had a hand in that one. Um, and, and then, you know, the Damon Arnett pick, um, uh, the, the Jonathan Abram pick, uh, the Cleve Farrell, they could have had Devin White but they 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 picked really? Cleve Farrell. And he's not really? even a starter right now. So that's a top four pick.
0: Devin so. White was a stud coming out of college. Oh, the man. Broncos, if they could have been anywhere near him, I think they would have taken him. You knew that guy he, was going to mm-hmm. be great.
1: Yeah, but they, they drafted Cleve Cleve Farrell, you know, and oh. so he's he's not he's a backup right now. So yeah, I think I think they're up against it, man. I you know, there there's a lot on the line for a lot of people this year, that's for sure when it comes to the Raiders.
0: Rich, thanks so much for your time we will catch up soon thanks britch
1: sounds good fellas yep take care of me
0: mike pritchard now a media guy in las vegas joined the dark side like us with us i should say yeah speaking of former athletes (laughs) being in the media Stephen a smith has a new partner on fridays on the show first take this should be interesting because we'll tell you who that guy is next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.